0: Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community.
1: I'm Kate Bly, the Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca. And I'm Zah Wong, Head of Content. In today's episode, we're talking about the self, the stars, sense and spirituality with Vireo founder Yasmin Sul and astrologer Alice Bell. So today we're switching up, and we're in Sydney, Kate.
0: We are in Sydney, and we are getting a bit witchy woo on the podcast today, Zara. Any idea
1: what I mean by that? I have a bit of a hunch, and we just had the launch for Vareo last night, actually. Right? We do, and Yasmin,
0: who's I'm going to be talking to us today, is like fascinated and totally inspired by energy and capturing different energy and really thinking about that when you're talking about sense and how she created her brand. So I won't give too much away from what she said, but when we did have our launch last night, we really thought about how we could think about things that are on a different level in a way. So we had this incredible aura reader there. And I tell you what, it was, it actually really came, everything that she said, made absolute sense mm. to me. I was quite like taken away. What did you think? Because you I tried think, it too.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because she says stuff that you kind of know at the back of your head, but she kind of says it out loud to reconfirm and make you feel confident about it, which I thought was really nice. And it's it was really like affirming. It was really, really, really nice. And, you know,
0: Yasmin, when she she obviously worked in fashion for a long time to and then she found a Vareo with this idea that, you know, energetic healing fused with master perfumery. Is kind of the new way to really yeah. think about bringing a sort of fragrance brand to life, and and actually, um, you know, it's it's super interesting how everybody was sort of feeling the different scents in different ways. So I'm really intri- intrigued um, by it, and will you know can't wait to sort of unpick that a little bit.
1: She's got five scents. Do you have a favorite yet? I I love
0: the um, the green scent, which is oh, Iron nice. Verdant, which is gorgeous. I love it, and it and it really does make me feel great and i think it's quite transformational And i think that you know that was one of the it's got a little crystal in the in the scent and i think you know it sort of helps it doesn't just tap into your mood it helps elevate your energy levels so um super excited to talk to yasmin today and then zara you're going to be talking to new york-based astrologer alice bell do you
1: believe in astrology I, do you know
0: what? It's funny, isn't it? Because I used to read my star signs a lot. And then I was a bit and then people would confuse me because they were like, well, which which sort of um, part of the, you know, I'm Sagittarius, which part of the, you know, astrology cycle are you and I was like well I'm a what Sagittarius because no? I think there's different ways of reading it so that kind of confused me and it sort of put me off a little bit but I think I'd love to understand from Alice how do we actually um take things from astrology but not take it sometimes at face value or how do we interpret it from ourselves um so what about you are you are you a- I
1: think it's similarly like I'm open to it but I don't know that much about it like I know yeah. I know I'm a Capricorn and I know I think, you know, a lot of my friends have, like, the CoStar app or the Sanctuary app, and it will tell you, like, you're rising or you're moving. Yes, moon. yes, that's yes. and that's that still what not blows, blows my mind. mind. So I'm like, was this, you told me to download that. Yeah. Just and a, I got confused. Oh, I can help you with that. <laughs> we, we, can, we, can help, we can work on this <laughs> okay, after, fine. One, after the recording. All right, I'll hold you to that. But, you know, that you've got your, like rising and your moon and i'm a bit confused like how that works together and like what
0: happens i think we need alice bell to sort of really get behind get sort of under the astrology skin here for us so we can we can understand it and also then how does that you know impact
1: yeah. how we think about Well, This things. is, is going to be a really interesting episode, whether you really believe in it, whether you're a skeptic, whether you open it. So hopefully we can all take something away.
0: And What about spiritual rituals, Zara? Have you ever, you know, are you into crystals, tarot reading? Have you ever seen a
1: psychic? I've seen a psychic. Crystals I am up in the air with. I think they're very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Are they going to change everything? I'm you're open so, to I'm it. open to it, but I'm not. Sh- I'm not so sold at it. How about yeah. you? My friend
0: actually um, did a tarot card reading for me, which was really incredible. She was brilliant. I've seen a psychic a couple of times over the, like the years, and actually not a psychic, like intuitive counselor, which was really interesting. How do
1: you find intuitive counselor? Do you like going to? It was like it? A, type she, an was, she was. She was working
0: a, a spa in a hotel, um, and then she basically. Kind of took up residency. And I think what was so interesting is that when I did go and see her, it was usually at a time where, you know, you've got questions or you've got decisions in life where you kind of want to understand what you're going to do next. Um, and it just helps with a little bit of that guidance. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all up for that kind of thing. I mean, as long as you don't take it at face value all the time and then you know yeah that's the that's the kind of it's
1: they're just like suggestions they're not like a
0: rule book on what to do right and and absolutely it's all just guidance it's like this
1: you know some really good guidance helped me make decisions and i think this is something that yasmin sul is really into and it's so it's such a genuine part of her she's had this huge career in fashion but she's always been into energy healing and spirituality so i'm really excited to speak to her next
0: Yeah, no, I think she's going to be enlightening. So let's get into the chat with Yasmin. Thank you so much for joining us today, Yasmin. We are so delighted to have you here all the way from, uh, I was going to say sunny London, but I'm not quite sure if it's sunny. It might actually it's be sunnier ho- than Sydney. Hopefully the
1: sun- the sunny somewhere. It's actually yeah. sunnier than here right now. Yeah, so yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, And we are so excited to be launching your brand. And I know that yesterday was a big day. Um, We had Vareo in, in our store and you were there meeting everybody, meeting press, and you're meeting customers today. And, you know, really super, super exciting for you. So A... I want to say welcome. B, I want to say huge congratulations on a phenomenal launch. How are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling probably a bit overwhelmed with love. It's been extra. I mean, I'm home, first yeah. of all. So I've, I've flown back here for the first time in three and a half years, seeing my family, seeing my friends and also launching my baby, my brand with you guys. So it's all happening in this week. So I'm overwhelmed with love and excitement. I'm feel, I feel like kind of blown away and... Yeah, my heart is bursting Aww. right now. <laughs> I love that. It's and you guys have just been so incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just so many wonderful things happening at once. It's, uh, and my boyfriend's here, you yeah. know, and he's here for the first time, never been to Australia before, so he's meeting my mum. So it's a huge, emotional and exciting week for me.
1: It's real yeah. like full circle because obviously you're Australian, for our listeners who don't know, yes, been based in London, yes. didn't work in beauty and now you've returned home to Australia for yeah. a bit. Launched this amazing fragrance brand, seeing your friends and family. So tell us a bit about Vareo. Yes. Uh, Well, so Vareo, I call Vareo, I say it's like a
2: multi-dimensional. I say it's a well-being brand, actually. I know we have launched with fragrance. You guys have the first five fragrances in your stores right now. (laughs) Um, With more to come. Yeah, more to come. Um, But when I was creating Vareo, I wanted to create a wellness brand. It was something I was always super passionate about. I'm trained in many forms of, of healing, energetic healing. I'm trained in Reiki, integrative quantum medicine. I've I've held meditation retreats. I've trained in Ayurveda. I, you know, I could go on. It was always my great passion and love to sort of study, learn, and educate mm. about anything to do with well-being. So I knew I'd move into it. And Verrea really is about that. But it, it sort of came, I guess it's like everything I've ever done coming together, you know, everything I know about brand, creativity. I, I even want to say fashion because mm. I don't think it's not, fashionable yeah in a sense, absolutely you know? um, we're about color and creativity and vibrance extraordinary assets and working with great talent but it's also um, about how we heal how we feel better um, wonderful ingredients the best in the world plants and flowers remedies mm. all of that wrapped up in what I've launched with scent yeah so it is so many things coming together for me it's everything I've learned everything I understand everything I care about all in one
0: Taking it back a little step because I think it's amazing to, um, you know, to have so much passion for that wellness space and for all of those practices you're talking about. And that doesn't just happen overnight. Where does that passion come from? Was it, you know, you as a child, you were thinking, I love Reiki. I, You know, I love crystals. Because I think, you know, the, those inspirations really set you up. But where where for you did those inspirations come from? All
2: right. So we're going to go a bit woo-woo now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let's, go, let's go woo-woo. Said, you know, I guess... I would say that I was born quite psychic. Mm -hmm. So I was born, and so so was my mom, and I guess so was my sister now I think about it. I think maybe it's something in my family, especially a lot of people in my family, a lot of the women in my family are quite connected. Mm. So I was quite often seeing things, feeling things. In fact, one of the things I remember, and again, this is going to sound super weird to some people, but I'm just going to say it. You know, when I was little, I used to sometimes open my eyes from sleeping and I would see energy i would see color in blocks flying around mm. me i didn't know what that was but it was it was almost like colored lights and i've been told now it's sort of like energy in different forms it could mm. even have been spirit and i was always dreaming of things that were about to happen mm-hmm. my mom used to dream of things that i'd done that i didn't tell her oh wow right like so you the, couldn't keep anything sort of naughty away from things She's like i had this dream about this boy that you know I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know <laughs> busted so yeah 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 so and you know there was always this um I think maybe we're always a bit connected in that yeah. way, using our intuitive. intuition, intuitive. Yeah. Um, and I think that maybe that has also been sort of a big thing for me. I've always used that intuition, used being able to feel things, sense things. And I guess that's also what wellness is to me too, is being tuned in, being mm-hmm. connected. Um, that's what this is actually about. Um And I believe, yeah, it came from there. Also, my mum was always super healthy. I remember the 80s, my mum, you know, she was going to the gym, aerobics and exercise, (laughs) and, you know, into sort of healthy food, always wanting to learn about what was good for her, trying out a new thing, lots of great fads. (laughs) And I also came from uh, a different way. Totally, totally. And also, you know, I came from an Arabic Lebanese family, although, you know, we're Australian. I'm born in Australia. So was my mum. My grandmother, Lebanese, Lebanese Mm. food, great produce, Mm. great happiness, joy, you know, and that was very much about wellness too. We were well and happy and vibrant in what we were eating. And I think Australia does sort of breed healthiness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Moving
2: to London, when I I first moved to London when I was 19, coming from Bondi Beach to Kentish Town, (laughs) it was really quite different and difficult, you know, it just wasn't about naturally. I was just Mm. into good stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't like that then, it's changed a lot now, but it's it's in me from, from childhood.
0: Yeah, yeah, amazing. And, you know, when you arrived in London as a 19-year-old, you quickly um, talked, I mean, we talked about this um, just last night, actually, you launched uh, your own store. And mm-hmm. at that moment, as a 22-year-old working, you know, just coming over from Australia to launch a fashion store in London at that moment, how... How did you kind of take that step? I mean, that's courage all the way through, right? Yeah. Um, and what? how did that sort of set you up in terms of your business drive for the future?
2: It's probably a blind confidence. <laughs> I think I, you know, when I was thinking about the store, what I wanted to do with that store, and it was, again, it was the late 90s in London where service was kind of appalling in all the most wonderful, beautiful fashion stores. So I was... Coming from Australia, being sort of ingrained in service, understanding how important service was, understanding how important the customer was, mm. it was ingrained in me. So I moved to London, and I was going into all these beautiful fashion stores because I did love and adore fashion. I wasn't—I didn't really know much about it. I didn't know a lot about brands. It wasn't something I grew up with. I always say I wasn't wearing Mummy Chanel handbag. It wasn't my life. But, <laughs> but I. Um, I was going into these stores and I was like, God, being treated really badly. You know, it was that old school snobby, let's say, yeah. pretty, pretty woman pretty, pretty woman, We're moment. Going back to it. it was that. And I was kind of appalled by that. So the inspiration for my store, it was called Yasmin Cho, was service. I wanted to create a space that felt extraordinarily good mm. for customers. In fact, it was feeling and service first. That, mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to feel. And it was the fashion that came second. Yeah. I didn't really know that I kind of had a good eye for finding great Designers—that's yeah. kind of what I became known for, yeah. and it was the basis of my career. But it wasn't actually originally about the fashion; it was about the feeling. Yeah. And I was thinking about in my, one of my interviews yesterday. I mentioned this. I was like, "Gosh, that's kind of what I did with Vareo too. It is was about the feeling. How do we make people yeah. feel better? Yeah, and maybe that's always just what I really that's, care about. Yeah. yeah, you know, how do we feel better? What am I going to create in a brand? How do I, if energy is the source of the brand, a product that can spark joy mm. and happiness and boost your energetic field, mm. your You know. That was what it was. And now it's a fragrance. It's absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, the feeling always comes first for me. And I think I realized that that's what I did back in when I was 22. I also didn't know what the hell I was doing. Ah. And I was sort of like... um, It made it... It had a huge impact. Yeah, it had a huge impact. I think it was also... It was um, respected. I think I found a lot of wonderful designers. I launched, you know, people like Rick Owens and, you know, all these amazing designers of the time, especially like big, great, cool 90s designers of the time. But I, you know, it was just, I was experimental. I didn't have someone saying to me, you you can't buy that because it's not going to sell. I was buying the most avant-garde, ridiculous, Mm -hmm. crazy, amazing showpieces that no one else was buying because I was like, again, it was all instinct and feeling and it was wonderful. So as a result, people loved it. People were coming from all around the world to the store. I had... You know, I remember at that point there was a lot of like wonderful Japanese customers flying over to shop in London, and they'd come straight to my store. Like, yeah, amazing. I had like Courtney Love coming in. Courtney Love is so yeah, nice, right? so cool. She would come in, perfect. She'd get totally naked in the store, and she'd just stand there and shop and spend like all day. She was so wonderful. Um, yeah, it was it was a really special, beautiful environment. People felt very comfortable, and I really believe it was about a feeling. Mm.
1: Um, so, yeah, maybe I'm all about the feeling. So, what's the feeling that you want people to feel with Vireo now? All the good ones, Sarah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did with the fragrances, and I guess the reason why we made them quite differently to other fragrances, is there's definitely always been a connection, you know, the connection between scent and emotion has always been there. We know that, mm-hmm. you know. When you smell something, it's one of the few things. It's only it's only scent and music that can really take you back somewhere mm. to your past. It is like time yeah. travel. It's a time machine. You yeah. know, that really evoke like such an. You, you don't put on the clothes you wore twenty years ago and feel the way you did that day. Mm. You don't taste the food that you did. Ta- mm. It's it's scent definitely. Definitely. And music. It's because of the way that we are widen our brain. It's the amygdala and the olfactory. Amygdala is memory and emotion, and and olfactory is is scent. They're together in the brain, which is why they're so linked. Mm. So that's always been there. But I wanted to take that a little further with how we created them. So I went to Lynn Harris, who was our wonderful, like one of the world's best noses, and I said to her, can we create scent? But I don't want to talk about the smells because I know Mm. she makes great smells, there's no doubt. Um, But I talked about the emotions, the good feelings that I wanted each of them to evoke. And with that, it was the certain plants and flowers that we use that we know trigger those feelings and emotions that make you feel like we know lavender makes you feel calm. In aromatherapy, we understand Mm. the science is there. The science is there in scent too. And I'm going to go into that much more in my next, in the future of my business, the science. But it's there. And so I am also trained in flower remedies and essences. And I was feeding Lynn sort of things that we could use that would make you feel the feelings the feelings of protection Mm self-love liberation sensuality um transformation you know you know wanting to feel new and alive all those good feelings that we need and we are living in a very you know the world is intense you Mm. know um people I think more than ever we've experienced mental health feeling you know anxiety is huge you know we use, you know, a lot of orange flower in one of our fragrances in I Am Verdant, which is extraordinary for antidepressant and awakening the spirit, you know. So every single ingredient that we've used was there to make you feel better. And then thankfully, Lynn Harris is like
0: so incredible at <laughs>
2: making fragrances <laughs> that she made them smell absolutely wonderful.
0: And launching the brand, I know this, but lots of other people will not know this, made you feel better. Yeah. So you were there and you said you woke up one morning and you t- thought, I need to... Do something different here in my life. You were having a pivotal life change moment. Yes. You painted your house green, really the color green. of the brand. Yeah. Greens really green. Yeah, really green. And, and green. it started. It's green screen green. Green screen green. Screen, green. Yeah. And it started your kind of journey into this brand development. And interestingly, you, I think, for one you were you were talking to me about this, you were saying that that was just you needed some sort of change and you needed to, that mm. feeling to come from you first. Mm. So tell us a little bit about that. Cause it is a, it's a really cool story. I love
1: it. Yeah.
2: Well, actually that's exactly what happened. It was 2018. I left my last really big job in fashion. I'd had so many big jobs and, and so many projects. Zara knows all about that. <laughs> she was there. Um, and I, uh, I really felt that now I was like in my mid 40s, you know I'd gone through a separation. I was like a single parent, I was now co-parenting my children with their father. It was like you know a big a big change. And I guess I realized then that it was not since my store, Yasmin Show, in 1998 mm-hmm. had I done really my own thing that was actually really what I was about. Mm-hmm. So I knew the first thing I felt was I'm going to do my own thing again. I didn't actually know what it was, and I remember when I announced it to one of my girlfriends, I literally felt an energetic rush like electricity blast through mm-hmm. my body. I was like, what the hell was that? Wow. It was like, a, yeah, it hasn't happened many times in my <laughs> life, but it has happened. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do I'm going to do my own thing. I don't know what it is, but this is going to be my life's work. Yeah. But I sat, you know, and I think I, whenever we go through a big change and when I know everyone probably has, it's listening. The best thing is, is to do sometimes just to sit mm-hmm. and really let things move and mm-hmm. shift and sort of take a moment to see what mm-hmm. comes. You know, if you try and force and force and I'm going to change something. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. Sometimes you have to just put your hands out yeah. and just go, okay, let's just see yeah. what comes. Sometimes
1: the action is not taking the action.
2: Totally. Exactly. Beautifully said. So that's what I did. And the first thing that came to me was green. <laughs> 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 just this, this voice or something just saying, everything needs to be green. I mean, I think green is so healing. I was uh, so, it's mean, so it, healing. That's
0: quite uh, like a, it was so loud. What because, color, hold on, what color was your house? So my house before? was white. white. You know, it was just a white house, yeah. you know, and you was went, just white. You and you felt, no, <laughs> it am going to, gonna, be green. It's good, we're going yeah. green. We're
2: going green. And I just, yeah. and I was like, just, I just kept hearing green, green, green. I mean, you know, and at that point, I'd never really, I had a little garden. It was kind of crappy. You know, I was like, so then it was like, I, planted the you know, the garden. I learnt, you know, I did all of that. And I said to one of my friends who does houses, he's also a part of Vareo as well now, Joel Bernstein, he does wonderful houses. I said, Joel, I, I called him up, but hey, I just wanna change. I just wanna do something. I think it's gonna start with the house. I've got to change the energy of the house. We've got to shift things now. And I just want something. I want green. And I was thinking a nice little gentle lime, something soft, <laughs> like a farrow like, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little lovely, Look, what, muddy, single little, you know. feature wall. Yeah, yeah, super <laughs> chic. And he came to me with this palette and it literally was, I'm just going to say Kermit the Frog, you know, yeah. it, it, or green screen. <laughs> he was like, that's your green, it's darling. Unmissable. And I was like, that's not my green, babe. It's so like there's no way. And so he's like, and the ceiling is going to be green too. Oh, and I was wow. like, no way am I doing the wall. So I was completely resistant at first, but then I put a little bit on the wall and I stared at it for about a week. And I was like, yes. And it really is a, it's, I mean, like not many houses of my color. Um, And then, of course, I fell in love with that. And the process of transforming the house, the process of how that made Mm, me feel, maybe also finding a bit of like who I was, what I really cared about. Also, that color was really important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I realized that color is huge. We don't use it enough. I don't think in our homes. I don't think in maybe even our clothes sometimes, you know. We don't want to live in a black and white world. Yeah. So some I mean, I love black and white clothes, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we want we want green leaves and blue sky. And um, I started to realize when I was thinking about my childhood, I used to see colours and coloured lights. I was yeah. so drawn to it, coloured glass. I used to stare at Swarovski crystals for hours when I was a child, because I loved the way they reflected the colour and light. It was my favorite thing. So I started to piece together what I was really drawn to, and then I started to realize, yeah, it's It's about energy, it's about healing, it's about color, and it's slowly started to come together. And also when you were talking before I thought about it, you know, obviously we talk about healing a lot with Vareo, but I've come to realize in all the stuff I've learned about healing and, you know, how do we feel better is a lot of it's about letting go. Yeah. Letting go of stuff mm. is actually really what we need to do. We need to shift and Definitely. move. And you find if you stay in the same place, mm. as say maybe you're not happy in Certainly. something but you sit and you stay or you're not happy and you hold on mm. or you don't, you don't even move on from things that have hurt you. You just hold on to them. That's not great yeah. for us. It's and not. what we need to do is keep moving and transforming and shifting and letting go and, and saying thank you to something that's gone. Yeah. And I think that that is ultimately how we heal. So maybe I did that. I did that, not maybe. I definitely you did totally that. You totally did hams, that. I love that. I'm I sitting really there did. thinking, oh, I know, I'm painted.
0: like, well, I moved to the other side of the world, yeah, right? Having never been to Melbourne. So I feel like I had a big life change too. So I totally get it. You get it. I didn't paint my house green though. But it gives but, you a boost of something new and your yes. life kind
2: of changes when you do it. And, it's and like you feel, refresh.
0: you do and you have this like, it feels good. You yeah. have these kind of rushes of good energy because you're like, wow, this is just all feels very because new. Because the energy and, is
2: actually moving. It's yeah. stagnant. We don't want anything stagnant. I've always, when I was in fashion and I used to, I was really lucky to be able to acquire lots of beautiful clothes because mm. I used to have like access to great stores. I got a great discount, you know. <laughs> but I was always like at the end of every year, I would always clear out or give away the clothes I didn't, because mm. uh, I didn't want any stagnant energy in my yeah. home. Yeah. So and I, you know, whenever you do a spring clean, somehow everything just, just feels, feels good. Better. Yeah. Doesn't, and yeah. something really good comes, or yeah. something great happens. It's like move and shift and clear. Have and you always been like that? I've always that? been like that. Yeah. That I, like love that. I love that energy healing. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite like things Kondo, to do. But it is. Yeah. um I think it's true. Again, again, I think it's all energy. Yeah. What we hold on to, what we move, how we shift. It's totally what I believe in, and all this
1: energy is imbued in the in your brand now. It's all in. There
2: is so and much energy in those
0: bottles. <laughs> so <laughs> you thought when you were when you were, okay, so we've got the greenhouse, yes, yeah, got the greenhouse, and we've got the good energy coming, and you're yeah. r- having rushes of good energy, and then you thought, okay, so I'm going to create my own thing, and. Which moment did your mind sort of go to this wellness kind of beauty Mm. space? And also, the other question I have is around this collective of creatives that you've pulled together Mm -hmm. to help you, you know, build this brand, because actually Mm -hmm. you've got some phenomenal people working with you.
2: Yeah, it's a really collaborative business. So I think, you know, one of the people involved in my business, um, who's been with me for a long time and been a huge guide to me is um, a woman called Kat Hall, who's a psychic medium, and of course, she is a shareholder of my company. So she's on that. Sh- she's there. And actually, uh, you know, she's been a great, great guide and help. She's incredible. She's part of actually one of our future fragrances coming up, which I can't talk about today. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think I was speaking to her, actually. Now I think about it. I knew I was moving into wellness, healing. I was thinking more about traditional wellness, I guess, supplements mm-hmm. and things like that. But I also wanted to tap into something else. And I think it was a conversation with her together that she, I think she even said first scent. And then it all just hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I realized I'd always been really, yeah, I'd always, I'd always adored fragrance. I launched many, I launched Frederick Marl into the UK. I launched Eccentric Molecules mm-hmm. when I was at Browns. I had a long connection with great fragrance brands like mm-hmm. I knew were wonderful. So I was kind of tuned into that, never thought in a million years I'd do my own, um, but then it's almost like the moment she said the word and we were on the phone together, everything sort of, and I realized that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and everything just went from there. And also, I guess the way that I built the company was a little different. Um, I had the idea pre-COVID, but then obviously COVID hit. So it was quite difficult to really get it, you know, mm. get it going. I didn't have the funds to fund it myself. Mm-hmm. I put, everything I could into it (laughs) before I almost went broke. (laughs) Uh, My mum was really worried. And, and, you know, I had to obviously bring in people to come on board. And in the end, what I did was, you know, every single person that came involved in the business, I found an amazing, David Briskin, one of the best Australian, most renowned, wonderful investors Mm. in fashion, took a huge chance and said, I want to work with you. I think he broke all his rules Mm -hmm. in investing in a brand, investing with me because... He told me, I never invest in startups, I never invest in what's outside of fashion, and I never invest in brands outside of Australia. <laughs> and he's like, but I'm going to break all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yay, Dave, great. So I'm very grateful to an amazing Australian man for, without him, I wouldn't have been able to launch. Yeah. But then what happened over the course of the sort of next period of time of building and creating is the people that I brought in, the creative team, um, even my psychic you know, my brand manager, Vicky, my production, every single person became a partner and sort of came on board. Mm. So we're all actually own the company together. There's actually about 15 of us yeah. who are all supporting me. Who are it's a real community. It's basically a community, a community. of creatives. And then, so and it wasn't like, in a way, maybe without COVID, I would have found like maybe a one big investor, yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, who would have like fun. But as a result, it, and I always wanted a collaborative company, yeah. but maybe I didn't know. What that re- I, I knew I wanted everyone to come together because I'm I'm yeah. the kind of person. It's like it's not all about me. I think I know this, but I need someone else for this. But in the end, the way that we built the business is every single person is involved now. Yeah. Every single person is a partner in the business. Every every single oh, person. And yeah. it's people that's that brilliant. you know
1: from the past. Yes, match people. My oldest friend, my
2: sister. You know. Yeah. You've got a. You've got a great
0: crew in there. And actually, you've got Brick Smith who mm-hmm. um Brick, Brick Smith, Brick who Smith is star, yeah. who is phenomenal and she was in um the rock band the fall in the <laughs> 80s and yeah. she is i know her super well and she is just uh you know she is incredible and you were saying that she's helped you with some of the names
2: so she's like the most amazing songwriter you know yeah. and i was like i think i i went to her and i had some names to the brand i was like oh, i'm gonna call one witchy woo what do you think she's like i love it i love it she's american she's great but she also <laughs> i think she was the one that said I Am Verdant. That's a great name. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, it is a great name. And then she also came up with the name Ember for our first um, candle. Um, and then with some more products we're launching next year, I went over to Brixie's and we had lunch and we brainstormed the name. She's brilliant. She's brilliant with names. Yeah, fantastic. So, I, it. I yeah. love the
1: names because, as like you said, it's not about, like, the notes, but, no. like, how you want to feel yeah. and, then, like, how you want your future self to be. Yeah,
2: totally. I mean, I
1: can tell you about the
2: fragrances now. Oh, yeah, please you, yeah. do. So, so there's we a good launched, segue. Totally good segue, Zara. So we mm-hmm. launched with five, um, which you have now. So the first one is called I Am Verdant.
0: Is, was that your first one? Well, they what actually came all first? came together. Okay, they
2: all came together. Georgette came at the end. Yeah, but that was it. Took a bit longer to do that. Get that rose right. But Lynn presented me with a with a handful. So yeah, that was all. Um, but the first one I always say is I am verdant. I like it because it's an affirmation. Mm-hmm. You say I, and I love the word verdant. We don't use mm-hmm. it very much. Yeah, it's so it's true. It's so alive. And so Vareo comes, it means I am verdant, I'm vigorous, I sprout green growth. Mm-hmm. So the name also came from green. Yeah. yeah. Love <laughs> so it. So I was are going to call it. And then my friend, again, amazing a writer called Hannah Hanra, was just researching green because of my house. Yeah. And then she found this word Vareo, which is what it means. So then I am verdant, I just thought was a, it just sounded so alive. Yeah. It's, also present. Look, it's present. Yeah. So that's the name of our, one of our first scents, which is super green. That one's about transformation, illumination. It's like a boost of energy. Um, bergamot, cyclamen, orange flower, iris. It's cleansing and wonderful. Yeah. It's like being in like, you know, green grass. It's, yeah, it it's is. You, you can it's literally fresh. feel yeah. the grass around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that one is great. Um, <laughs>
0: like, Kerry, our producer is nodding over there. She, she bought it yesterday. It.
2: She bought <laughs> it. She bought it. It's <laughs> lovely, right? Um, so that's called I Am Verdun. And I, yeah, that was definitely Bricks. He was like, that's a great name. <laughs> um, the next one's called Free Zero Zero. And actually Free Zero Zero was Lynn's working title because she was working on the freedom liberation scent based mm-hmm. on the emotion. And I just like the name Free Zero Zero. So I claim that for that fragrance. And that one is so delicious. It's mm-hmm. like, I think universally the one that's the most loved because it's just like, it's lemon and mandarin and vanilla and jasmine. And it's like, it's a bit like a sort of, Know, lemon cake or something <laughs> yeah. you know? um, and that one is about it is like a summer holiday in a bottle you know it's about sensuality and liberation mm. um is that
1: the one water lily in it as well that's
2: all sorry thank you for reminding me that's also got <laughs> oh, yeah, water Lovely. lily in it which is not something that's really used I in loved this. fragrance i loved this story but because i'm trained in flower remedies mm. i knew that water lily was something that really gave you it gives you courage of heart mm-hmm. so again having this sort of you know, being able to get up and go and, like, do something. I love or, that. Courage know, of Heart. Courage a, of Heart is such a beautiful. And I read yeah. that when I was learning about it. I passed that over to Lynn, and she used that in Free Zero Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need a bit of that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. The next one is um, the one that everyone told me I couldn't name it this, which is Witchy Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love uh, Witchy Woo. I love how self-aware are like, it is. I mean, and funny, this, is like po- this is
2: your most popular. It sand is. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. Um, this one, I think, whenever I, like... Obviously, I talk about you know being a little psychic when I was growing yeah, up, bit witchy, bit witchy, exactly. So whenever I would meet someone who was kind of into that, I'd be like, oh, she's a bit witchy woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: even say witchy poo, but I wasn't
1: going to call it witchy. <laughs> so, you, would you consider yourself witchy woo? I'm totally witchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And I know a witchy woo when I see one, so I always reference that in a fu- in a funny way. So that was the scent that uh, the brief to Lynn was empowerment, actually. And when I smelt it, the what I felt was yeah, we use we changed the word empowerment to courage. We say this one's about courage mm. and cre- and creativity. It feels very creative. It's quite magic. Mm-hmm. Um and I just want to call it Witchy Woo, and everyone told me not to. But now it's the most popular, and the most googled, and it's I think yeah. it's the best name. <laughs> I
0: think it's it just has that kind of whimsy to it as it well, is. which is you know what, it's we're, humorous, yeah, it's I fun. Love it, it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, and I think yeah.
2: fragrance can maybe go a bit serious. Yeah, sometimes. It can do. So I wanted it can to be not be intimidating exactly. And I think mm. I wanted the brand to feel super approachable. Mm. You know, although we make things at the at, we'll talk about more about this the highest level of quality, yeah. like it really is extraordinary what we're making. I didn't want it to feel elitist. Yes. Um, and I just thought it was cute, you know, which you will. Um, and then the next one is Magnetic 70. Again, another one of Lynn's working titles, because it was the one about magnetism. Mm-hmm. And I just liked it. And also, it smel- it's very woody and leathery. It's vertigo, cedar wood, frankincense, elemi, angelica seed. It's amazing. And this one is also, with the ingredients we used, it's very much about protection. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're carrying around something something very sacred and spiritual with yeah, you. Yeah, I love that. I always say it's like a golden orb of protection around me when I wear it. It's like a cloak of armor or something. Yeah, it really is. Mm. It's also about attraction. But when we say attraction, it's not like, you know, attract a hot guy or hot girl. Or whatever. Yeah. It's more about attracting good things to you yeah. and clearing away oh, the negativity. I love that. You know, I think so much, you know, fragrance has always been marketed in a way, always like to attract someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sex appeal of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Always, right? But when I was making these, I was not even remotely thinking about that. I was just thinking about what you feel in yourself. Yeah. So Magnetic 70 is really sophisticated
0: and beautiful. Yeah, I love that.
2: So they all kind of relate to what they do, mm-hmm. that one attraction and protection. But the last one is called Georgette, which is named after my grandmother from Marubra, And uh, she, I wanted that to be our rose. I spent the mm-hmm. most time on the rose I know everyone does a rose, but I wanted... I mean, I love a rose, but I wanted to do something a little different. And she was really the inspiration, you know, like we used to pick roses in her garden together. And I thought a lot about androgyny with this fragrance. Mm -hmm. And they're all androgynous fragrances as well, I should add. But I was thinking about, you know... They say women are soft, but actually they're so strong. Mm-hmm. And they say men have to be tough, but actually there's so much sensitivity. And I was thinking about her being the kindest and sort of most beautiful, gentle woman in the world, but really yeah. held it together mm-hmm. and was underneath, could just really solve every problem mm-hmm. and come, you know, but so humble. And i you know, thinking about a rose, you know, the thorns and the flower. And so I thought a lot about that. So I mixed the rose with tobacco for that sort of mm-hmm. masculine edge. Yeah. Violet leaf guayaco, which comes from palisanto tree. And um, it was the one that took the longest to do, and it's the one that's probably the most personal yeah. to me because of her.
0: Yeah, I love that, and and being a bit witchy woo. Yeah. Do you think is your your grandmother's still around, or do you think that yeah, she would? Yeah, I feel ap- her. I feel her sometimes feel her in the kitchen. W- so she would approve. Does she approve? Do you know, I felt her
2: um, last night. Yeah. And actually, when I got dressed to come to our lovely event, I didn't know which fragrance to wear, yeah. and I just felt her say, "It's Georgette, darling." Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, so like my mom your family's my, there. My mom was coming. Who's her daughter? Yeah, and it was like I've got to wear Georgia. Yeah. yeah, she's got to be there with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel her. I feel her sometimes when I'm in the kitchen because she used to always, you know, Arabic. You know, she was mm, just in the family kitchen and the whole time cooking for her ten grandchildren. Yeah, That's all she did. Wow. She would be making lunch from breakfast and she'd be making dinner from lunch. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole day,
0: just continual totally. sort of yeah. Feeding, so when sustenance. I'm in my
2: kitchen with my kids, happy, maybe there's music playing and I'm cooking feel her sometimes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I do.
0: Now tell us a little bit about the crystal that's yes. also in the perfumes because that's a like a phenomenal story and I won't even begin to start explaining it because I have no idea. You are the expert. So please, you tell <laughs> you us. You know, I
2: wasn't actually a crystal expert when, when I was... So the two people I went to when I was creating, wanted to create Vareo, obviously Lynn Harris, our beautiful mm-hmm, nose mm-hmm. and perfumer, And then the other person is Louise Meater who is uh, one of the world's most powerful quantum energists. Mm-hmm. She worked with like... Nelson so what? Mandela. What is a quantum? So she's an energy. She works with energy, and she's a healer. I guess she's an extraordinary healer. Mm. But she's trained in martial arts. She's trained in all forms of healing. And I've trained with her in a, te- a technique that she created called integrative quantum medicine. It's a it's a mixture of kinesiology, quantum physics, and energetic healing. And I've tr- I've done level one and level two of her. So she's Amazing. like a teacher of mine. It sounds radical, but actually it's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she's based in Hawaii. She's a teacher of mine. She's an extraordinary woman. Um, she's she surfs every day and yeah, she's amazing. So I obviously wanted to create a fragrance that was also an energetic source, and I didn't really know what would be the conduit for that. Mm. The plants mm. and the flowers and everything we used obviously holds great energy and makes you feel good for yeah. sure. But what else could we do? And was there a bit of magic that we could put inside? So she's the person who told me about the Herkimer diamond crystal. It's not a diamond, but it's called a Herkimer diamond. And if you're in the crystal world, you will know, this is known as one of the most powerful quartz crystals Mm. on earth. Um, They're tiny. They're like little diamonds. They come from Herkimer, New York State. They're all sort of mined sustainably. And she'd studied them and worked with them. And she's like, I could charge these in Hawaii and we could put one in every single bottle. Which is not an easy thing to do, you yeah. know. It was a, it was a difficult thing even to get approval, you know. Like you yeah. can imagine putting anything, but we did it. And there is inside every single bottle You'll see if you look at the bottle. <laughs> there's a little what looks like a diamond floating around in there. Yeah, that's come, it's so come beautiful. Comes from Hawaii, and she charges it with chant and prayer and intention. So it does actually kind of enhance all there's the good energy in it. It's energy in it, and of course, if you're not really into crystals and you don't really care about that stuff. You'll still love the fragrance. It's still, yeah, it's, it's still, still going to make you th- feel, yeah. you know, feel your best. Exactly, exactly. But if you're into a, a bit of the magic, then yes, so it's the magic, there. the magic is there. Yeah. Magic in a bottle. Magic, magic in, a, in bottle.
0: a bottle. Tell us about everything else in the world of Vareo. What's next? Yeah, what's time. next? And there's obviously the beautiful candles. And yeah,
2: candles and incense are coming. I think we're launching Mecca mm-hmm. August with mm-hmm. candles and incense. We've created three incense. Everyone says to me that the best I've ever used. I would agree, um, and they're based on three of the fragrance, uh, two of the fragrances that I mentioned today: witchy and verdant. But we also created an, ex- an ex- sort of exclusive scent just for the mm-hmm. home. And it's called Ember, the mm-hmm. one that Brixie named. Yeah, yeah. And Ember is, um, we're not going to make that as a fragrance. It's really something more for your space. Mm-hmm. It clears away negative energy in your mm-hmm. home and brings in new energy. It smells a bit like a burning wood fire. I love. With a bit of star in thrown I, in. Did we have it last, last night? night? I loved it. it. Yes, yeah. I was crazy at the sort of I was like, It's, yeah. it's like a burning wood fire with a bit of tanginess in it. Mm. It's cistus and birch tar and cade. It's... Keeps really lifeless yeah, but it's still beautiful, that smoky kind of. yeah and we've made that all the all the candles are white beautiful porcelain vessels and ember has black wax and We've got Rosemary Candle, which is the rose candle, which is named after my mom. And um, we've got a version of Free Zero Zero coming as a candle with yellow wax, white, which is called
0: Wonder, and then more to come later in the year. And I think, you know, this day and age, it's all about brands with purpose and brands that exist with more than just the product they sell. Mm. And I think what you've got with Vareo is this opportunity to kind of actually open people's minds as well into different ways of thinking about you know, perfume, scent, yeah. creating a mood, yeah. actually, it's taking it a step further, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm excited to see how people feel once they've bought this, your, yeah. your brand and your products, and actually hear their stories of actually changing their, you know, as Kerry sitting over there in our, in our podcast studio today, feeling transformational yeah. with your I Am Verdant, you know, yeah. how does that actually get communicated by by that community of people who are going to become your fans as well.
2: We've had a, such an amazing response for, uh, from our customers who are from our website, like in the UK, people who are messaging every day saying, I've bought this and I feel this. I've bought your pack and I don't know which one to buy because I feel this when I wear this and I feel yeah. this when I wear that. Um, it's A lot of people with Georgette, I think, because that's the one that's about the heart and self-love. A lot of people feel they put their hands on their heart when they talk about that that fragrance mm-hmm. is really quite yeah, extraordinary like a lot of meaning in it totally but you know one thing I didn't mention before was what I was thinking about this brand it was that 2019 period and coming in my sitting in my green house <laughs> thinking about I, what I was feeling was that we were going into a new age we're about to move into officially the age of Aquarius yeah we did I think it was that December that we did and I was sort of calling. How long son. is the
1: age of Aquarius? Oh, God, 2000 years. So do you know a lot about like I'm astrology? I'm not like an astrology some...
2: expert, but I do know so that I... we moved from the was it the age of Capricorn we were just in, into the age of Aquarius oh. officially. Okay, so
1: it goes for a really long time. It goes
2: for a really long time, <laughs> which is why was about the dawning of it in those songs mm-hmm. in the 60s. It was yeah, dawning yeah. for a long time. <laughs> um, so we moved into it officially. And I remember feeling that I knew that that was happening. And I'm an Aquarian too. But I was thinking about. I felt I called it the age of consciousness, mm-hmm. what you were just saying, Kate, yeah. you know, like the brands that we really will connect with moving forward will have maybe a deeper purpose and meaning definitely, and resonate with us in, in more than just looking cool and, yeah. you know, having yeah. a nice image or, you know, maybe just a nice packaging, but something that, you know, had much more, more care in it, mm. uh, you know, and everything that we've made with Vreo, and I can honestly say everything was being made with so much care and love. Yeah, absolutely. That we want to put out. Um, and I've made choices that are probably less commercial, like the, the level of oil quality. I mm. could have made the fragrances three times more expensive mm-hmm. to, to hit the margins we should have hit, but I didn't want to do that because I wanted the quality to be there and yeah. to be still approachable enough yeah. um, for a, precious, price. For a yes. precious product. And uh, I, I remember with the age of Aquarius coming of course I forgot that you know when you go through a time of huge transformation usually bad stuff happens so of course it's been an intense few years but I think it's
0: the beginning of yeah. are you less. feeling are you feeling good excited now are you are you able to sit back and I'm sure your psychic or you know one of your healer um the people that you work with yeah. would actually help guide you here but are you able to sit back and actually feel really good about it or do you are you always thinking about tomorrow and the next thing
2: i wish i could do it yeah i probably i I think i'm thinking about the next thing a bit too much Mm. i'd probably always been like that i think i mean i need to meditate i haven't been meditating the last few weeks and i just need to sit and meditate yeah you know sort of drink it all in And drink it all in yeah of course i'm thinking about what we're doing in the future and this and what's happening to you know so of course my my brain is a bit active and i know because i'm i'm trained in this and Mm. i'm probably not practicing what i preach so well but um But also last night at the dinner, you know, I did just sit back for a while and look around everyone in that beautiful space we're in and seeing our wonderful visuals on the wall, seeing all the amazing people that have come together. You guys, I was pretty blown away.
0: Yeah, I think it was just such an awesome moment for you. You know, huge. to your point, the first time you've seen your mum, three and a half years, like actually that, that (laughs) Qantas ad, which I can't watch without (laughs) making me cry about reuniting people like this is your brand is you've sort of you've given your birth to your new baby and you've then brought it back home you've connected back with your family you've got your partner with you as well I mean that's like a it was it's a big it was I could feel it we have talked a lot about witchy woo and magnetic 70 yes how do we um you know help people lean in to (laughs) that sort of woo-ness yeah um and how how would you say that if you're not super um, into the world of energy, energy yeah. and you're a
1: skeptic? If you're a bit of a skeptic. <laughs> that's fine.
2: Um, you I know, have a lot of skeptics in exactly. my life. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. How do we? How do we want to? Um, Get them into the vibe of the in into the vibe of a ray in a yeah. slightly different way. In a way yeah.
2: that works for them. No, I totally and I definitely want skeptics. Please welcome, absolutely. So, and I get that a lot of people, of course, they're not so comfortable sitting in the esoteric. You know, they don't under, if something isn't really proven. Or under, of course, I totally get that. I've always been very comfortable in the esoteric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you know, I always say to people who maybe are unsure or don't really understand when I talk about energy or things like that, I, I kind of always say, you know. When you walk into a room and it's maybe had an argument or something bad has happened, you do kind of feel something. People understand the thing. Definitely. That place had bad vibes. Yeah. That place had good vibes. Yeah. When I met that person, I, I was lifted. I was raised. I didn't get a good feeling from that. Everyone kind of understands mm. intuition or yeah. gut feeling. What's gut feeling? Mm. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. And we're just taking that a little bit further. You know, people aren't scared of that term. And I also think people, you know, understanding the connection between scent and how it makes you feel. Again, I referenced this before in our chat. Mm. People know aromatherapy. We know that certain... Plants and flowers are proven mm-hmm. to make you feel certain things. Yeah. That is here in these products. So even if you're not sure about the energetic piece and don't see it as that, that's totally fine. Mm. Um, but if you love the smell of the fragrance and you think the bottle is something you want to have in your bathroom, you know. Yeah, and it uplifts your mood. And when, you, when, when you spray it, you feel like you're on a summer holiday or you feel like you're laying somewhere beautiful or you feel something lovely that is good for you. Yeah. That little spark of joy, spark of happiness, spark of protection, spark of freedom yeah. will be good for you. It's like I always say, um, you know when you have a really sh- like horrendous week and you're stressed and you're overworked and exhausted, you kind of say, oh, guess what? I'm, I'm so sick now because I had a terrible week and I was so stressed. Everyone connects stress with illness. Mm-hmm. You, you do know that your glands will go up, your digestion will go bad when you've mm-hmm. had a shocking time. But people always forget to say, I had the most awesome week. I giggled the whole time. My yeah. I laughed, you know, and actually you feel so well. so true. And it actually it's more powerful for your body yeah. what the good feelings do than the bad. Definitely. So I always say, you know, yeah, don't underestimate that little moment where you feel something good. From that fragrance, that scent, that that memory, it's good for you. It matters. Yeah. And who cares if you don't know about energy or crystals? Fine. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's still there. If
0: so, and I love the idea of walking, you know, that sort of sense when you do walk into a room and there has been bad vibes. You feel it. You, you feel, feel it immediately. Vibes, yeah. But when you're in that positive mindset and you're having such a great time, we're doing exactly the same thing, but there's good energy around you, then I'm more for it. Do you know what else
2: I always find funny, and I was, I was I think I was always trying to find examples of energy. You know when you get a dress for the first time, and you wear it the first time, everyone comments on it. Yeah, but you don't get the same comments four times later. Yeah, and it's because your energy raises yes. when you it for the first yeah, time. giving it so that you energy. give off something more, which mm. then causes people to go, oh, "I love that dress." That's yeah, it. oh, I just got it. Something, something. Do you know what I mean? It does good happen. Yeah. yeah, or when you just had your hair done, mm. or so. or you've cut it, although it looks, you know. Your energy raises and Mm. people do feel it. Whether they know it or
1: not, Mm. you feel it. And it's there. You were saying like just being in tune with it. And we all have that instinct, gut instinct. Of course. But just tapping into it and knowing about it. it. You know what? We all have the
2: antenna. It's just how far do we open it? Yes. We all have it. It's I've like got mine, just, just, mine's uh, right out there right now. Yeah, like I've worked on opening my antenna yeah. because yeah. I'm so into opening to, it, yeah, It's yeah. like a muscle, you'll have to practice Exactly, it. exactly. And of course I trust it. You know, mm. I trust intuition. I trust that feeling. I trust those mm. things. Whereas a lot of people, of course, they don't. And that's yeah. totally fine. But I'm lucky, I'm glad that I trust it because I kind of live my life from being ruled by <laughs> yeah. it. <you> know? <laughs> so,
0: yeah. And there's a great question here. What is the theme song to your life? But I want to extend it a little bit. If you were to not be doing your healing or your meditation and you want to let loose and have some fun. What would be the song that you would let loose to? Do
2: you know what I played this morning with my boyfriend? We were talking about it and the lyrics are so amazing. It's kind of an obvious song. It's Curtis Mayfield, Move On Up. Love that song. And, yeah. and how good is that song? And we were actually looking at the lyrics on Spotify and I was I actually got kind of a emot- I started crying because the lyrics are so incredible mm. about going through difficult times, changing things up and just keep moving. Yeah. It's kind of what we spoke yeah. about. Yeah. And I heard it this morning. How funny. And of course, yeah. we've heard that song so many times. Yeah, but still, but sometimes maybe I never it quite yeah. resonated yeah. with it like I did this morning. Yeah. Before I came to do this today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I So we, it. Sh- we
0: should play you out. Yeah, with that Today, song. with that song. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I think it's such an awesome song. Oh, I love oh, it. Thank yeah. you. That was such a perfect way to end. Thank you, girls. Love being here.
1: Thank you. Welcome to Mecca Talks, Alice. We are so excited to have you. You are on the top of our list ever since we started this podcast so we're so glad to finally have you on here
3: thank you for having me I'm so excited so take us to
1: the beginning how and why do you become an astrologer
3: um okay this is a long story um so I first got interested in astrology in the winter of 2018 um I had never been interested in like anything spirituality related no like tarot no astrology none of that um and I think I first got interested in it because I was obsessed with looking up my compatibility with this guy who wouldn't text me back. I know that sounds so stupid, but I was just like obsessed with reading my horoscope. Like, am I going to have romance now? Are we compatible? And from there, I kind of pivoted and realized that I could pull up my whole birth chart. And once I got into that and realized that there was more to astrology beyond just your sun sign because aquarius yes that resonated with me but like i f- feel like it didn't fully explain certain parts of my personality um and when i discovered my whole birth chart and one by one like i went through all the planets googled research taught myself how to read it that was what really resonated with me and i just from there i was hooked and i became obsessed with reading other people's charts and eventually um after about a year i quit my job to be an astrologer full-time but that wasn't like the that wasn't what I was like intending to do when I first learned astrology. I never knew that could be my career. It just like happened over time.
1: And like how accurate or how, you know, how do you determine that? How do you look at someone who's like, okay, you're a Pisces, therefore you'd like these colors or these sort of shapes. How do you do that part?
3: There's just certain characteristics that are associated with each sign. So like for instance, going back to Pisces, that's like more of an emotionally inclined sign um and they're very into mysticism and spirituality um and there are like certain colors i associated with the signs i'm not really sure how those came to be associated but like aries i'm always thinking like red orange so like maybe a bold lipstick or something more out there same with like leo um whereas like libra or taurus might be a little more like classic and girly
1: so for someone say if you were ash you met someone who asked what you did you told them you're an astrologer and they were like i don't believe in star signs. i don't believe in astrology what would you say to them
3: i feel like people that say that just think that astrology is a bunch of like cliched traits that describe your personality but can be like too vague so i mean i always say like i don't try to convince anyone to believe in astrology like that's up to them but i would say get a reading with an astrologer and understand your birth chart because that is probably way more meaningful than reading a horoscope just based on like what month you're born in.
1: Yeah, so back to that boy when you were reading about your daily horoscopes and trying to work at compatibility, did that end well and did those daily horoscopes help?
3: No, I never heard from him again. Um, But I did time my current relationship. I saw that 2021 was going to be a good relationship year for me based on astrology. And that's when I started dating my now boyfriend.
1: And when you said you timed it, do you like Mm -hmm. just make yourself more available or make sure you got out more? How do you kind of align your life to what you see in astrology?
3: I kind of just stopped fixating on dating. Like this was during COVID, like January, 2021, um, when no one was really going out and I was just kind of like universe, like if this astrology is showing me that a relationship is going to come in, I'm just going to sit here and see if it actually happens or if it's not going to. Um, and someone randomly messaged me on Instagram DM, one of my followers asking to set me up with her guy friend. So I literally had to make no effort for Oh wow. what, What was supposed to come in to come in. Someone actually
1: messaged you and was like, I would love to set you up with a friend of mine.
3: Yeah. She was like, I have this, I know this is so random to message you out of the blue. Like we had never talked on Instagram before and she had only started following me about a month before. But she was like, I have this guy friend. I think you guys would get along really well. Do you want his birth info to look at his chart? Did you do that? (laughs) Yeah, I looked at his chart um, and I saw that he had a Scorpio moon and that just showed me he'd be, like there'd be more of an emotional intensity and that we get along in that way. Um, So I agreed to the
1: date. And when you started getting into astrology and before, and also when you became a full-time astrologer, what did you discover more about yourself?
3: I feel like it all goes back to like my love life and how that was such a point of difficulty for me throughout like my teens and my early twenties. Like I was always the single friend always having like super obsessive, like fixating thoughts on people that just weren't interested in me. And I never understood like why I couldn't have success in that area of my life. Um, So reading that in my chart and like seeing that those patterns literally were spelled out by like where my planets were and what signs and what houses in my chart was really validating and like helped calm me down and like accept those parts of myself.
1: So I think for a lot of people, they probably just know their sun sun star sun sign that's what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and you mentioned houses just then what are houses and what are the differences between houses and Mm -hmm. what do they have to do with your sun sign
3: okay so i feel like we should go start with the birth chart so that's based on not only what month you're born in but um the exact date the exact time in the city which you were born and from that you get what's called a birth chart which is like a circular um circle shaped chart with like different symbols that um, stand for each planet. And then it's divided up into 12 different sections, which are like these pie slices in within that circle. And those are the houses of the chart. Um, and each house represents a particular area of your life. So like one of the houses pertains to home and family, one's for relationships, one's for children, um, others are for money and career and so on and so forth. Um, But yeah, that's like where astrology gets like a little more
1: complicated. You can do your chart online for free, right? A couple of websites. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I recommend astro.com. And then also there's this one called astro-seek.com. Those are great places to pull up your chart. And
1: will you not necessarily have something in every single house, right?
3: Yeah. So normally people will have like a cluster of planets across a few different houses and some houses are empty, but you all, every house in your chart is ruled by a sign and you have, you actually have all 12 signs and all 12 houses in your chart. It's just like when there are more planets in certain houses, that just means that area of your life is a little more emphasized for you. And there's more focus on that area of life throughout your whole life.
1: And what's the difference between rising sun and moon signs and how do they interact with each other Mm -hmm.
3: so your sun sign is the one you probably know the one you're looking at for horoscopes um and for other astrology content that's based on the month you're born in and that really stands for like your like core sense of self your identity also what traits you're working on developing within yourself um so sometimes it does take a little while um to grow into your sun sign so if like you're an Aries and you don't fully relate to Aries traits. Maybe that's something you're working on throughout your life to become more assertive and more confident. Um, And then your rising sign, that's based on like the exact minute you're born. You really need that for the rising um, because it changes so quickly. And it's the sign that was on the Eastern horizon when you took your first breath and the rising sign represents how you come across when you first meet people. Like, what do you like to project? like what parts of your personality you project out into the world. Um, Do you come across as confident or shy or I guess a little more guarded? Um, And Rising Sign also influences how you dress and like just like how you present yourself. So it has a lot to do with personal style and like beauty tastes. And then Moon is really your innermost emotional self that only comes out when you're like super close to a person. It's kind of like um, how you emotionally react um, how you process your emotions and your feelings. And it also describes kind of like early childhood patterning and maybe um, certain habits that you picked up like when you were little and you kind of revert back to in the heat of the moment. So when you look at
1: your birth chart, that's the same as the nature chart, right? Mm-hmm. That tells you what you are like, like your personality now. What do you, How do you use astrology to look to the future or to guide mm-hmm. you in some way?
3: So that's what's called a transit chart. That's where the planets currently are in the sky today, applied to your birth chart. And when you, as the planets move um, around your birth chart, so the planets in the sky move at like varying speeds. So some take years to get through a sign while others take a matter of days to get through a sign. Um, When those activate certain parts of your chart, like your planets and your houses, that's when you can expect certain areas of your life to get activated and have events happen. So getting into a relationship, for instance, or getting a promotion at work or moving homes, that's based on where the planets currently are in relation to your birth chart.
1: And I've always wondered this, but there's so much like astrology content produced by like northern hemisphere people, mm-hmm. astrologers. Yeah, yeah. Does that relate? How does that relate to southern hemisphere? Like, are we on the are we like a day or two later, or does it change because of where the planets go, or is it all sort of universal?
3: It, I mean, it's all going to happen at the same time, but based on your time zone, like if something, if the moon is moving into cancer um, on a particular day, like let's say the moon's moving into cancer on a Wednesday in the US, um, it's going to happen at the same time, like in Australia, but it'll be the day ahead, right? So it'll be mm. Thursday, but it'll still be the same time
1: yeah and do you like so you've been doing astrology pretty much since 2018 so it's Mm -hmm. been about four years have you seen people's appetite for astrology change over the few past few years
3: yeah I feel like COVID was a big turning point with astrology I mean I think it had been on the rise since like 2017 2018 right when I was getting into it but I noticed during the pandemic like especially the demand for like readings from me and like the amount of Mm. astrology content on social media and the amount of people talking about it really increased in 2020.
1: Yeah why do you think that is? I mean I I can make some guesses like people spending more time and reflecting and trying to reevaluate priorities but also just being
3: like uncertain like people would always ask me like when is the pandemic going to end and like (laughs) I can't give a definitive answer to that but like it is helpful. Astrology does give Um, helpful insights into when to expect certain timing to happen in in your life and I feel like that was reassuring when everything was so uncertain then
1: how can you use astrology in the best way to help you guide like your life or maybe not guide but sort of give you some suggestions
3: yeah. So, I mean, first, like starting with the birth chart, just understanding like where are your unique talents, like what areas of life might you want to lean into more to feel the most fulfilled that's represented by the different elements of your chart and what houses are filled and where like your moon is or your north and south nodes. Um, and then as well, I feel like it's so helpful with understanding the timing of your life and understanding that like you have your unique timeline and these changes or these job promotions or relationships are going to come in Like when they're meant to for you and that's not always like the timeline society might have oh but i mean
1: after since the dating and like now how do you use astrology to help guide you
3: um i would say i look at astrology mainly to figure out when certain events are going to happen
1: certain personal events in your life
3: yeah and like to help me not fixate on like needing things to happen right in that moment. I feel like I have such an impatient personality and sometimes it's helpful just to know, okay, it will happen. Just (laughs) not like right when you might want it to.
1: And what can't you find out through astrology?
3: You can't find specifics. So a lot of people will come to me like, will I get back with my ex? I can see if there's gonna be relationship activity. I can't see who it's with. It might be someone from your past. It might be a new person. I can't see like hyper specific stuff like that also um it's like up to the individual's free will like i could see if there might be a job change but i don't know like how like what company they'll decide to go with i can't see that type of stuff
1: so for for someone who's sort of tangentially interested in astrology maybe reads their like charts online but they want to learn more about it what is the best way for them to get more information
3: um i would say my podcast is great for free information like i have so many episodes on like the houses sun moon and rising like basic beginner stuff to more advanced astrology um i also have two courses on learning more about reading your birth chart and also um learning about how to predict with astrology so those are on my website and then also i have like a list of books to start with um like there's a great beginner book called like the only astrology book you'll ever need. Um and then It's a good name. Yeah, exactly. And then Channing Nicholas is another astrologer. She has a great one called You Were Born for This. I feel like both mm-hmm. of those are really great if you don't know a lot and you wanna start interpreting your birth chart.
1: And how about apps? Because I feel like there are so many astrology apps now and I've downloaded a couple and then started using them (laughs) and stopped using them.
3: My favorite is that same astrologer Chani Nicholas has an app called Chani, C-H-A-N-I. And that I love it because it pulls up your chart like in the circular format. So you can really see like what houses there are, what planets there are. I feel like CoStar is really popular, but I'm not a huge fan of that. So in this
1: episode, we're also interviewing Yasmin Sewell from Vireo. Mm-hmm. So it's a fragrance brand and it's all about so the mysticism and sort of like vibe inducing aspects of fragrance. And we also talk a lot about self-care. So, mm-hmm. you know, self-care can be in so many different things to different people. It could be a facial and herbal tea or energy healing and aromatherapy. Would you consider astrology a form of self-care for yourself?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like for me – I use it as like almost like a tool of therapy, like better understanding yourself um, and your own patterns and behaviors.
1: And on top of astrology, do you explore other areas in that sort of like world like crystals or meditation Mm -hmm. or tarot cards?
3: Yeah, I definitely meditate regularly, um, do yoga. I have gotten into like past life regression, not recently, but like that is something that interests me, like talking to your spirit guides and like Um, I have someone channel that for me. And then also I have been like hypnotized and like experience memories from past lives. I've got so many questions now. So what is Uh, past life regression? So it's when you can either like have someone go into a trance and do it for you and kind of tell you what your past lives were, or I once got hypnotized myself, where I had like literally experienced memories from like centuries ago.
1: And do you do that to like learn more about yourself or where you're going or is it just like an experience
3: to definitely to like learn more about like repressed emotions and like anxieties like why do some people like have a fear of heights like maybe that's because you died from falling off a building in your past life like there's all this kind of stuff that maybe doesn't even stem from childhood or this life that still affects you emotionally.
1: And did you personally feel like it explained anything or like?
3: Yeah, I had this memory. I was like a Viking. Um, I don't know. I guess this was like in the 1200s, 1300s. And I literally, my body felt like it was, I was in a man's body. Like I felt like I had like these huge arms and I felt just like very closed off emotionally and cold and like Like I was just so closed off from relationships and love and I had this experience when I was still single and it kind of just helped me reflect on like why am I closed off to dating so much and like why is it so hard for me to open up to people and I definitely think that I was shown that life for a reason.
1: Wow that's so interesting. Have Mm -hmm. you done that since? Like would you is that like when would someone decide to do something like that? I I feel like
3: everyone's interested in it so I feel what people the thing to note is like you can't go into something like that with like expectations of like I think I was this in a past life Mm -hmm. and this is the life I must have had because usually you get end up getting like something you didn't expect like I did not expect to be a viking I was like I'm gonna (laughs) be like a chic person (laughs) in London or you know like something like that because I think that's
1: kind of what you know. Everything, like whether it's astrology or tarot cards, are looking for some sort of guidance. You have to be open to it, and it's not looking, not looking at that as giving you a different answer, right? Yeah, I think that's when people's expectations maybe can't be met.
3: Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: And having that like healthy sense of what it could be. What do you think is the intersection between astrology and fashion and beauty? you came um, from, you know, you worked at Vogue before, and mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. do some stuff for us in British Vogue.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do do more astrology content for fashion brands. I would say the intersection there is like I mentioned your rising sign kind of explains your personal style and how you like to dress. Also where your Venus, what sign your Venus is located in and maybe what house that tells a little about like your personal tastes, like what what kind of clothing, what kind of home decorations you're drawn to purchasing, like how you like to spend your money. So those two elements of your chart definitely tell more about personal style.
1: So as an example, do you want to do yourself as like, what's your rising sign and what's your Venus and what you (laughs) tend to go for?
3: I would say it comes out with my Leo rising. Like I like bright colors. I like a lot of like um, fun prints and yeah, I don't really like wear black or neutrals a lot.
1: And that's like a very Leo thing. We were talking before too, how it's Mercury retrograde when we organize it. So for people who don't know what Mercury retrograde is, because I feel like it's used in such common parlance that it almost has lost its actual meaning what is mercury retrograde
3: so mercury is the planet that rules communication and like how you think and how you talk to people um so when it's retrograde which happens for three weeks three times a year which it is now when we're recording this um all areas of life pertaining to like technology communication signing contracts traveling um get kind of thrown into a confusion or those areas tend to get delayed um, or there needs to like, you need to go back and revise certain elements of those areas. Um, so a lot of times you'll end up like projects at work might be slow and you have to go back and like revisit something or you end up hearing from someone from the past and you kind of like reconnect with old friends. Um, I always I always advise not to get back with an ex though so, during this time because it's kind <laughs> of, it's more of a time of like getting closure or maybe wrapping things up rather than like starting something new and like pushing That's- ahead.
1: That's actually like a really positive way to see Mercury retrograde because Mm -hmm. people just, people at work be like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Like, no wonder your laptop's not working or something. But I think that's a positive way to see it that it's a way of like closing things off, right?
3: Yeah, I say it's good for doing anything that has like the prefix re in front of it, like reconnect, revise, reflect, um, I'm not sure, revisit, like any of that.
1: Yeah, like going back to something and re looking at something again. Mm -hmm. And it
3: happens. Three times
1: a year for three weeks each, which we worked was like nine weeks out of the year. So yeah, it's yeah. almost like tw- a fifth of the year, yes. which is a big part of the year. <laughs> but also it affects technology and communications you mentioned.
3: Yeah. So like I would always double check like, before signing an important contract or like sending an email. Also, I noticed like you tend to have a lot of like recurring thoughts come up. So if there's something that's been bothering you recently and you haven't said something about it, usually Mercury retrograde will get you thinking about it a lot more. So kind of slowing down before you maybe confront someone about a problem or like get upset.
1: So at the moment, you mentioned transit charts before about Mm -hmm. telling us what will happen in the future when you overlay it to your personal birth chart, what is happening in the planets at the moment for the next few months?
3: So there are eclipses going on this month. Um, so that's like the most major thing. So there was a solar eclipse in Taurus on April 30th and a lunar eclipse in Scorpio coming up on May 15th, a few days after we record. Um, and those eclipses also happen again in the fall, in October and November. So if you do have Taurus and Scorpio as like your sun moon rising or a lot of planets and those signs in your chart, these are, tend to be more major for you um, in seeing like change or bigger life developments take place. Um, also, Jupiter has gone into Aries. So mm-hmm. this major transit of early 2022 is Jupiter being in Pisces, which was all about kind of like a rise in mysticism and spirituality, but also kind of more emotional or like a little confused about maybe what your next steps need to be. So now that Jupiter has moved into Aries until the end of October, um, it's kind of more like you're wanting to act on like traveling abroad, um, kind of like learning something new, taking a risk in some area of your life, just feeling like a lot more action oriented and like energetic as we head into the summer.
1: That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So that Jupiter goes into Aries May 15th. No, Jupiter
3: Jupiter went into Aries May 10th. The Scorpio lunar eclipse is May 15th.
1: How often do like eclipses happen
3: about every six months so the last round of eclipses So it's actually not that often yeah so they always happen across two sets of signs or one set of signs two signs so right now they're in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio so every time it's Taurus season every time it's Scorpio season for the next two years you can expect eclipses to be going on
1: and that's when things are changing it kind of like you know shakes things up a little bit like
3: fast-paced developments, a lot of change going on I always, like, I look at eclipses positively because it, it, like, resets your energy. It's like, okay, focus on this for the next six months. Like, and anything that's felt stagnant finally gets, like, changed.
1: And Hash, is there a way that people can get ready for eclipse or make the most of an eclipse happening?
3: I would say rest. Like, eclipses, you really can't, it's hard to, like, work with them. Um, It's more just, like, go with the flow and be open to having change. Yeah,
1: don't push back on it. Yeah, yeah. So you're always so lovely when helping us do our astrology <laughs> stories about, you know, what star signs <laughs> work with what colors and palettes and things like that. So personally, what are your favorite beauty products and looks at the moment?
3: Um, right now, I've been loving Akil's under eye, like creamy eye treatment for like under eye. Oh, circles. is it the
1: avocado? Yes. One? Yeah, yeah. I really yes. like that one. I haven't tried it, but people rave about that.
3: Yeah, it's really good. Um, And then... I use this Laura Mercier Tinted Moisturizer like every day because i have sunscreen oh, yeah. it. And then our... That's... Oh, wait, go on.
1: Sorry. Oh, no, that, that's okay. The Laura Mercier Tinted Moisturizer is like seriously one of our best-selling products. It's People amazing. obsessed with it.
3: Because I don't really wear foundation and it's like I need something to like get rid of some redness, but it's not as heavy as like a foundation would be.
1: And what was the other one that you were saying, um, if I rudely interrupt
3: you? RMS, like this cheek, like creamy cheek blush. Oh, yes. RMS, their balm and like
1: creamy cheap, cheap, pot, creamy products are really good.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Have yep. you noticed too, I mean, it's like some brands have sort of dipped to it, but they kind of dip into, you know, astrology and sort of mysticism in the products, like Vareo, which we mentioned before, but other brands have done that as well. What do you think about that?
3: I think it's fun. Like I feel like it tends to sell a lot of products because everyone wants a piece of their sign. Um, I feel like it works better – Maybe in beauty or jewelry settings, mm. more like when it's like a smaller thing to take away. I have done like collaborations with clothing brands that have done like um, astrology sweaters and stuff like that. I think it's yeah. just harder because maybe people don't want to like wear their sign around <laughs> on their chest.
1: <laughs> I think like the big takeaway too is that like astrology, you know, just mm-hmm. getting into it, learning about it, it's just fun, right? It's just yeah. like interesting in a way to know more about the world and about yourself and how you interact with it
3: exactly yeah
1: so on the last note if there's something that you want to tell all our listeners who you know may be into astrology may not be into astrology may be interested in astrology and wanting to learn more (laughs) what what's the sort of last party note you'd like them to know
3: I just say like get pull up your birth chart like if you don't know anything about astrology download the chani app chani and start learning from there because I feel like that was really what got me interested in like made me realize that there is so much more to astrology than like your weekly horoscope
1: great amazing thank you so much alice it was so lovely to have you we've been wanting you've been on the top of our list ever since we started the podcast last year so i'm so glad to finally have it happen
3: thank you for having me this was so fun
0: thank you for listening to this episode of mecca talks if you liked what you heard follow us on your favorite podcast app and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available.
1: Don't forget to rate, review, and share this episode with your friends. To stay up to date on what's going on in the Mechaverse, find us on Instagram at, at MechaBeauty or join the conversation in our Mecca Chit Chat Facebook group. You've been listening to Mecha Talks. Thank you for joining us.
3: And I'm on the roll.